Come on and slam. Uh, welcome, welcome to, to the, the jam. jam. <laughs> Come on and slam. Welcome to the jam. Everybody stand up. Now, we are going in three, two. What's up, everybody? This is the Red Band Podcast, your source for all film and TV related news and topics. I'm your host, Anthony King, and here with me on the left is my co-host, Adrian. And you know, as usual, sitting in the control room is our technical director, Big Mike. I want a horn next time. You want time. a horn? I want a horn. We just got to get the soundboard next time. Yeah, yes. we got to get, get the soundboard. We'll get because soundboard. at this point, like, I yeah. need a soundboard. At this point, yeah. Like, you <laughs> keep, yeah, I, I can't you know, keep having this name. I want, like, a, I want like a John Cena walk-up, like, in everything. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should have, like, your own slow-motion walk-up to your actual desk. Yeah. You know, maybe in the rain, make a badass <laughs> like that. <laughs> like in uh like in Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone, if you haven't noticed, that is tonight's topic of Suicide Squad, which just came out today on HBO Max and US Theaters. Mm-hmm. Um fuck, that was that was different. Yeah. That was, was a was. different. That was this is what I said. That was the movie that they originally sold us on for the first Suicide Squad. Which should have been. It, it should have been basically an actual fucking bloodbath. Yes. Yeah. That's what it should have been. What this movie was, was the original promise that we should have gotten for the first one. That's what it was. And That's all I was. I wasn't expecting a fucking masterpiece from the first one, no. but I expected at least this. Yeah. I mean, superheroes, people getting killed off. And yeah, that's about it. Yeah, that's yeah. about it. And, and they sold it. They, they sold it to me. I mean, you liked it, Mike. Did you? I yeah yeah I surprisingly liked it. Mm-hmm. the The bar was set extraordinarily high. I said that before even <laughs> we started mm-hmm. watching it, and everyone was like, "Oh, dude, don't set it high." Dude, there like, was don't a lot set of shit. High. But there I'm like, you know what? A lot of shit talking beforehand. There was, but uh, you know what? It was necessary shit talking, mm-hmm. and I think from the last movie, my bar had to be high. You know? Yeah. It's it's like the kid that's like you know is a genius and is like a 4.0 GPA student and just bombs a test that you know he can pass, Oh yeah. you know? And it's like, not only did you bomb it, but you got a 0%. You know how hard you have to work to get a 0%? <laughs> you have to really work towards that zero. You that have point. to know the answers. <laughs> you have to 100% know the answers and then get the wrong answers on purpose. And that was the first one? And that was the first one. Yeah. This was the test that was that he retook again and got 110. <laughs> so like, before moving on, huge spoiler alert because we're going to... Yes, you know, massive spoiler alert. Yeah, alerts. we're going to cover every plot detail, all the characters' deaths, because yes, there's actually characters who fucking die this time. Yes. Instead yes. of you get like... This, the first one, what? Two characters died, right? Two characters. Yeah, yeah you got Slipknot and El Diablo, right? Those were the only yeah, two? But yeah, but even then, the Slipknot was just the, to show that... It, it, it had to show what happens if you don't follow yes. the rules. And then you had... Diablo was technically the sacrifice at the, the end. The actual of it. like heroic death who actually did something and yes. everyone else survived, right? Yeah, I think that's yeah, that was this one. Fuck, they blew off the first team within the first few. Oh minutes. my god, yes! Holy shit! And I loved it. Oh, oh yeah, I, did I not, absolutely loved it. I did not expect Captain Boomerang to go out like that. No, in the I did in the beginning. Like one of the OG characters. Yeah, I was like, shit. Like I knew they were gonna. I, I had a feeling he was going to try, like, James Gunn was going to try to at least kill off the OG characters. I knew Harley Quinn was going to survive. 
Yeah. That was given. That's like Warner Brothers, like child right now. Yeah. Yes. But I, I thought like at least like Captain Boomerang was gonna make it further down the line. No, they just right straight off up in the fucking beginning. In my opinion, I think that Captain Boomerang was kind of like that symbolism of what was old. Well, it was, was kind of like showing. I felt like he was the example to show, like, hey, this is gonna be like the last Suicide Squad, so and, be yeah. prepared. Like, this is not going to be like the last Suicide Squad. And just to show you, here's Captain Boomerang being chopped up by a helicopter propeller. Yeah. Like. I I expected they're going to kill him off. I just didn't think they're going to give him a gory death like that. Dude, there's a lot of gore. Dude. Oh, yeah. Fucking Pete Davidson right in the fucking beginning. Yeah, he gets face blown off. I, yeah. I respect the fact that almost anything he touches, he still holds up to being that type of bitch character. Yeah. Yeah. Like, of course, it'll be fucking Pete Davidson in the beginning to try to fucking backstab and betray the entire team and sell them out to the Cortos Maltese army or the Cortos yeah. Maltese. Yeah. Like, of course, it'll be fucking him. Like, the first shot and the whole chunk of his face was gone. I was like, fuck, okay. His, his entire face was caved in oh. and blown off. Holy Like, it wasn't shit. just like a blood splatter to the skull. I mean, it was just like gone. It was gone. Gone. It was straight gone, and I completely he got appreciated Punisher that. Punisher war zoned with a bullet. Yes, he got Punisher <laughs> war zoned. Let's see who else. Uh, Kate, what's his name? Uh, uh, TKD or oh yeah, TDK. Oh. Nate, uh, Nathan uh, Fillion. See, I knew for a fact that he was gonna be on Fall Off Boy. Yeah. Because everyone kind of got the gist of like his getup, his outfit, and everything. It was, and even with like the cross arms on the chest, like everyone kind of knew. Yeah. So I knew he was gonna be killed off as a joke, but holy shit, that was that was pretty fucking funny. Uh, I never it, knew that was Nathan Fillion. Yeah, yeah, it took you a while. I would, like during the movie, you're like, wait, fuck, that was Nathan Fillion. Yeah, like, it did. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, no, no, I appreciated about it is this showed him how useless he is yeah. as a as a as a character, just a character in general. Like what a useless fucking comic book character he was. Okay, in fairness, we thought Pokemon of uh, Polka Dot Man. Polka Dot Man was useless. I respect that, dude. Okay, that yes, they actually made him useful through the, yes. the whole fucking movie. Polka Dot Man was actually one of my favorite characters yeah, in that yeah. movie, dude. Those dots were fucking OP, dude. Yes, dude, that was dude, like that dude, was a fucking op. It was shredding anything in sight. It destroyed anything and everything. Mm -hmm. And I was like, holy shit, if this can blast through Starro's leg, yeah. imagine what it can do to like other heroes. I Superman, mean, saw, Wonder Woman, like everything else. It was disintegrating people yeah. and shit yeah. like that. Like, fuck. When it got to the part for Ratcatcher, I did not think she was going to be a useful character in the movie. I thought it was going to be something like, kind of like a sympathy character, like the pity, like she didn't belong there. Because mm -hmm. that's how they kind of showed it in the trailer. But... Almost throughout the whole fucking movie, she was useful. Her, you yes. mean her rat was useful? It's her controlling rat <laughs> armies, though. That's true. Yeah. Her controlling rat armies somehow... Like, somehow her power was necessary in almost every single stage of their planning. To destroy... Yes. Yeah. Uh, like, and, ironically, yeah. The, oh, her ability just to control rats was fucking important in this movie. Her ability to control rats somehow was able to defeat... A giant, and a giant and, outer world starfish. Yeah, yeah. The controlling of rats, and and the funniest part is it made fucking sense of yes. how many rats there were. It yes. honestly, that seeing that power in action makes me fearful of rats. <laughs> like, imagine if she had that power in fucking New York. Oh my Dude, god! This chaos, were, oh chaos, no, it'd be straight chaos. Yeah. 
devastated. Yeah, but it would be shit. a hurricane times ten, and the hurricane could kill you. Yeah, those like, two characters were surprisingly useful. Yes, Weasel, that shit was fucking funny though. Weasel yeah. was just <laughs> fucking odd. I gave more appreciation to the the detail that they put into this character mm -hmm. to make him look so fucking weird. I'm starting to feel like the relationship with like James and his brother Sean were their kids and just like they were playing like yeah we'll just play Hunter and like James is like I'll be the Hunter you be the fucking lion and Sean just fucking played that role like a fucking <laughs> like a grade A actor as a child like was he one of those kids who went fucking hard in those roles of playing make believe if, uh, yeah, if that's sure, the yeah. case then he must have found it somewhere in Gilmore Girls <laughs> because he's in Gilmore Girls yeah or yeah. here's another theory yeah which, no disrespect to the family, but maybe his mom forced him to play with him at all times, and now he's like in his movies because his mom still forces him to do it. <laughs> mom says, I have to play with you guys. <laughs> like, mom says, you guys have to play. You guys gotta, you know, mom play. says, you know, you gotta put me in this movie. You gotta do something. Like, fuck. <laughs> fine. And he got multiple roles, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. He had what it's called, uh, Weasel and Calendar, Calendar Man. Man. Yeah, there are some secret characters in this film. In the background. They put in so many characters. They put in like almost a Batman's entire rogue gallery. Or almost. No, no. A, a good no, portion. They, no, they put they put so far that we saw we saw three of them, plus a bunch of hidden details in the background for other stuff like what's called Star Lab. Yeah, and, Star Lab. Well, Polka Dot Man like was also part of the Batman's rogue gallery. Yeah, but so. that's usually the Suicide Squad in general. It's yeah. usually comprising of mostly Batman's rogue gallery. Yeah. I, I liked it. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was cool. I thought Bell Rev. I like how they kept it real. Yeah. Like it wasn't like, let's put in some like airlock special doors that only open when like you touch the glass or like certain. It's like, just it's a it standard just, penitentiary. Like, yeah, it's, it's a standard, standard penitentiary. Yeah, it's a standard prison. That's yeah. why, I, like, just uh, Viola Davis is just fucking made for that. Role. Oh yeah, she's like, God damn it! Holy shit, her savagery and just how like the whole scene. This is kind of funny because I also want to mention this too. Like before I get onto that. They took the exact same character archetype for Deadshot, applied it to Bloodsport, and it worked better in this movie. You know why? Because it's fucking, Idris Elba. Idris fucking yeah. Elba. It sold. It really fucking sold it, a lot better. They took that very few, like, that was like a five-minute scene into this little flashback into the prison. Yeah. And that felt a lot more character development yes. than the first Suicide Squad for Deadshot. I felt nothing yes. for Deadshot. No, nah, because, okay. Uh, okay, it's all Will Smith. Unfortunately, it's all <laughs> Will Smith. Will Smith, okay, I no, get it. He's a fantastic I li I li actor. I li yeah, yeah, we talked about this before. I still, you, you're getting tired of Will Smith. I'm getting tired of it. Yeah. Because I just, I realized after watching, I was watching this one clip on YouTube that mentioned all his roles. Mm -hmm. They're all the fucking same. Yes. Every single one of them. Yes. And it's not, it's not, it's no longer impressive. It's no longer is. It's just like, fuck. Okay, yeah, he's a hero of the story. He's mm -hmm. a hero every single time. Nothing diverse to it. Yeah, right. it, he has to, because one thing I realized is he has to be the main focus of the movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the only way he'll do a movie, if he's the main focus. Yeah. But he just elbow with this bloodshot oh. fucking, it sold it. Yeah. Dude, that scene with his daughter. Yeah, like right there. Damn, like, like, fuck damn. you, fuck you. They're going fuck back. You. I was like. Oh, yeah. He was like, how did I get you as a father? And I was like, well, I tried to get off. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, fuck. Like, dude, like he, mm. he solidifies this place as like, I don't want to be your father. Yeah. And just his character in general was not fucking having it the entire movie. Yeah. I really appreciated that. The only reason he was there mm -hmm. was out of obligation. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and that was it. 
I feel like there's gonna be like a compilation of his like, oh fuck, fuck. Like every time he said fuck or fuck off, I feel like there's gonna be a full compilation. So eventually, yeah, he said that a lot in this movie. He yeah. just was not having it. I just, Anytime something happened, he's like, oh fuck off. Yeah, he's like, ah oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> also, like the fact that they made him have a a rat phobia. Oh yeah. Yes, and that there'd be a main character where rats would be extremely yeah. important. And they're like, what's it called? What's it called? It's like, how come you didn't say nothing? Like. It's like, I'm going to train an assassin. assassin. Why are we going to give up a weakness like that? I know. Like, why the fuck would I just tell you like that? Why would I tell you my liabilities? Yeah. I like that. It's like, yeah, it's like a simple phobia. Like, he's, he put Superman in a fucking ICU, and he's yeah. fucking afraid of a rat. Yeah. <laughs> like, I appreciate no, that. No, I like, okay. Another great thing is they humanized everyone mm -hmm. versus in the very first one. They just try to they try to make the him as a villain. types. Yeah, they try to make him as a villain, as a character type, as, as mm -hmm. much as possible. Yeah. Which, like, compared to this one to the other one, uh, it's, I mean, obviously, nine-day difference. Oh, yeah. Huge, huge, oh, huge absolutely. difference. It is. Like I said, this, like, even the film was even edited and stylized in the manner I expected the fucking first Suicide Squad to be. This was a really stylized movie. It's almost as if a studio that isn't involved in the production process a movie of great quality can be made like who would you know would wow. imagine if warner brothers would stop fucking interfering with directors and creative concepts that a movie produced by them would actually turn out good it's almost as if like they actually stayed out of the fucking room <laughs> do you think man okay we all learned they do not learn a fucking lesson ever <laughs> ever ever they will see this movie as a success and they're, the next one, they're going to put hands on yes, right back hands into on again. it. Uh, and you know why? Because of Warner Brothers is the fucking Amanda Waller of the movie industry. <laughs> they are sitting right now at their desk with an ice pack on their head that they just got beamed across the head by their own employees and own staff for making this movie. And be like, fuck, this movie works. Yeah. So that, that staff, they're going to get killed off, like, right? Like. Uh, they had to. They had to. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. Big dude. I don't think so. Besides for the two dudes. Besides for those two, because they're those two already confirmed to be in the Peacemaker show. So at the very end, the the one chick, she's dead. She's fucking dead, right? Yeah. I don't think so. Like I don't know. She killed off. She killed off the first fucking team in the first Suicide Squad movie. The the other team in the other Suicide Squad movie was already trapped in that city. Remember. No, no, no. She, no, they, she had to keep the uh, information a secret, so she just killed everyone off. But here's the other thing, though, is that in this one, that team led to the saving of an entire town <laughs> of, like, thousands true. of yeah. lives. So if suddenly these team, like, miraculously or, like, mysteriously started dying off, I think, like, her superiors would be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, no, this no, is no. good they, press for they, us. They, uh, they, uh, they, I mean, in the... And in the post credit. so those of you guys who know, in a post credit scene, basically... John Cena's character, Peacemaker, he's in the hospital because in the film you thought he got yeah. killed by Bloodsport because, you know, who would have thought he was going to be bad? <laughs> Whoever saw that coming. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, it's Cena, so you can't see him coming. Fucking <laughs> 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 oh, <bitch>. hate you. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. But basically the two of the analysts, or not the analysts, the people, two people from the Bell Rev who were working with Amanda, they're like, oh, you know, because we betrayed her and saved the town, you know, when she ordered us to kill them all, you know, now we're stuck working with fucking Peacemaker. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just payback. Yes. So no, isn't like in the comic book or maybe one of the animated ones where she is like pretty much there's her like 
there's a reason why the way she is because the government doesn't keep her in check because she gets results every time. Yeah, every time. It but works. they're shady, low-handed results. Yeah. No, no. They mentioned the very first suicide, the first movie. They do mention it when she tries to get uh, permission from the government to release the Suicide Squad, mm -hmm. and they all tell her no. She's fucking crazy until she proves that she they're all technically useful. Oh yeah, when she demonstrated um, June, Enchant yeah, yeah, Enchantress to yes. them. Yeah. So because yeah, she's pretty much has free reign because she had a witch at one point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that was it. Yeah, but I mean, usually comic book version of her, she's usually appointed head of Argus because. She just gets results. Yeah. Dude, no one fucks with her. That's yeah, why. No one fucks no. with her. Fuck that. God, dude. no. Shit. I will say, okay, that's the only thing from the very first Suicide Squad that they carried over. Yeah. The character is still identical. Yeah. It you, still works. No, I don't know. I think this character of Amanda Waller was more harsh than oh. the one in the first one. No, movie. it's because you got the harshness because they had that fucking intense showdown between her and Idris Elba. Like, yeah. stand down. Like, that shit. Yeah. No. You didn't get that no, in the no, first you one. You didn't get out of the no. first one. But the, the first one, she was very calm, but still. Yeah, she was very calm and proceeding. Yeah, like say, like when she walked up and she shot everyone in her team just because. You know, it's just, all right, these are the roles. I got to keep everything quiet. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you showed that one scene. Mm -hmm. But in this one, you see she's other a, scenes. This one, she's more emotional. She's she, more emotional. She's and more you angry. And you see Wands where it's like, oh, yeah. And I mean, she using he, she even uses Idris Elvis's daughter as a threat. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I will send your 16-year-old in here to Bell Rev with the highest mortality rate, rate than any prison in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And who knows what's going to happen to her if right. she's in here, if you don't do this. I mean, that's carried on to, like, from the comic books yeah. over. Yeah, she but I'm talking about shit. from, like, the last movie. Yeah. Uh, she Did you do that with... Uh, she didn't do that. Uh, no, no. Uh, he just... I think the last movie he offered, she offered Deadshot visitation rights or something like that. Yeah, she offered, uh, yeah, like... Like twenty minute visitations yeah, or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, and then that every, the deal. everybody got like a little something. Yeah, for doing well. This but one is like your fucking daughter is gonna get killed in this prison. If you yes. Yeah. So, so the stakes were higher. Yeah. yeah. I no, love that. I mean, like as for character wise, the way she acted, it's still the same exact. Yeah, it still got carried over from the same type yeah, of same. stance. But like, yeah. she was a lot more emotional in this one. Yes. Than the last one. Yeah, I'll say that. But I mean, other ones. I mean, obviously, we didn't get. Uh, Jai Courtney, what's it called? Uh, <laughs> Captain Boomerang. We didn't they, get much of him anyway. But I'm so glad, honestly. I didn't like Captain Boomerang in the you didn't last like one. Him? I don't no. I, I enjoyed him a little bit. I, I enjoyed his douchebaggery. Yeah. I enjoyed his douchebaggery to the minimalist extent, to where it's like, so, if he was there, I if he wasn't there, I wouldn't even notice. There's something special about Australian douchebaggery. <laughs> there's just something about that. I was like a little, it's a little extra douche to it. Yes. That it, just, it feels right, but wrong. Yeah. Uh, then I also carried on uh, Harley Quinn. Mm -hmm. uh, like that yeah. was like the character I knew for a fact they weren't gonna kill her. I knew like that. Like I said that before. Yeah. The two characters I knew for a fact they weren't gonna kill off was Idris Elba Bloodsport because they're not gonna kill the only black guy. I knew James Gunn wasn't gonna do that. Yeah. No. And then of course Holly Quinn and that I felt like I know he's saying it wasn't in demand from Warner Brothers, but I feel like that was one of the prerequisites to keep her alive along with john cena's character for the peacemaker yeah. show i feel like those were actual prerequisites and yeah. demanded of him because unfortunately i think that's what's carrying that's probably going to carry on the franchise as harley quinn mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um she was less annoying in this one yeah yeah in her previous appearance although her accent seeped through a couple times yeah her did, natural accent yeah her natural accent did seep through but her portrayal and they brought a little bit more emotional to it especially the whole part where she shot the president yeah of, that you called that one wrong too, Mike. Yes, I did. Yeah, because you were like, "Oh man, it's gonna get to this whole thing at the yeah, end." Yeah, man, because there's that <laughs> usual trope of like, "Okay, so in the movie, uh, the 
the president of, what's the name of the place? Uh, Court of Maltese. Court of Maltese. There's a whole rebellion going, a whole coup d'etat they take, where the military takes over. And this guy, who was the right hand, fa- right hand of the family that ruled the island, takes over as the new president, right? And then he had an attention for, I don't know why Harley Quinn was somehow a symbol of rebellion in the U.S. Something. Some bullshit yeah, like that. Yeah, but he fell in love with but her. But he fell in love with her like some other bullshit. I, like, thought, I, thought, I, was just gonna... I thought that was a dream sequence at first. Like, no, I, I thought, thought they were torturing her at first and I, that she was making that shit up in her mind. I thought, I thought you were saying just to get laid. <laughs> I, I felt he... that too. I felt a little bit of that too. Mm-hmm. Like there was a whole like seduction thing like, oh, Sorry about my appearance. Yeah. As he come, as he climbs out yeah, of the water, he's got like chiseled and abs, shit. Like yeah. no, he timed wet that abs. Shit. He timed. Yeah. He's like, yeah. wait, wait for it. Yeah. Hold okay, on. I do 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 do. Like, but then like at the end of it, he's like, "Will you marry me?" I th- I was just going to use this a ploy to, to use you, but really, I fall in love. And then blah blah blah. And then he explains like his whole dastardly plan about how he was going to feed everybody to the, the fucking, fucking starro. Yeah. And then Harley Quinn shoots him. Immediately. immediately fucking immediately like i made a promise to myself that if i saw red flags i would do the right thing and murder him and i was like, <laughs> I was like okay here i'll say that one scene honestly i would appreciate it if you if she was talking to herself like a, a separate like in the um like in the animated series or like a lot of the comic books yeah where she actually talks to her to like herself in a her, mirror image or something yeah. like that her, oh like the doctor saying, side yeah, of her, her. The doctor saying yeah. so yeah so i was kind of hoping that she was gonna go on a full rant and then look back and he's like dead the entire time yeah like i thought it was gonna be like another lead into joke but my call was that okay uh like she's gonna hang around and then they're mm-hmm. gonna be together and then all of a sudden he's gonna do some bullshit that betrays her yeah and then she's gonna get mad and he's gonna go after him in some like third act right yeah and then he's gonna beg for his life knowing that he can't stop her and then she's gonna kill him see but i felt like james gunn knew that and he's yes. like you know and he's like you know what let's rewrite it. that part yeah he dies right now and i loved that i was like wow i was fucking wrong yeah. and i immediately grew more respect for that movie yeah that was i really appreciate okay. that actually i just thought about this right now too is the guy that which that guy is supposed to be president mm-hmm. gets killed off yeah mm-hmm. gets transferred Power gets transferred to the general, mm-hmm. which earlier we just met him as he's a straight up at like yeah he's just a childish asshole. asshole yeah yeah he's like I want power yeah but when he gets power to it mm-hmm. when she sets fire to the birds which was the next time move. we see him he gets crushed by uh fucking the uh the Starro no no he gets he gets that thing in his face oh yeah, yeah he gets the thing stuck yeah but he gets killed by Starro the whole face thing yes but I'm just saying that the fact that we barely like. This guy, we just see him as like an asswa first, and then we don't really yeah. see him until he gets- his his only trait in the film was to burn to burn down a fucking cage full of birds. Like that's yeah. it. That was, yeah, like let's submit his evilness. He's a dickhead. He could have opened these doors and set these birds free, but no, he's gonna burn down this little greenhouse with all just the birds in it. Just to prove a point. Just to prove a point that then, he's a dickhead as well. Once the next person got in power, they were shot immediately. I know, immediately. Yes. Like there was no chance whatsoever. Yeah. They're like, nope, this ain't gonna happen. I appreciate that though. I did enjoy that. And it's like the focus wasn't real like, yeah, they kind of were like the bad guys focus, but they weren't really, really the focus of the whole no. film. They and were I, more of like um what's it called? Like roadblocks, really. Yes. They they were more of like a um damn it. What's it what's it called? Like a secondary villain? Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. they were kind of like that. Yeah. Holy shit! One thing I also really liked about in this film is the fucking action sequences. The oh. whole fucked up burning through the entire re- rebellion base of Peacemaker and Bloodsport, just basically utilizing all their fucking gadgets and shit. That yes. shit was badass. Yes. And that's one thing I did appreciate about this film. 
all the cool action sequences and scenes weren't just there just because they're cool action sequences yeah. and scenes. They all pretty much led up to either a huge plot point or a joke. Like that whole badass, it almost felt like it was a one shot, but it was like steady motion and they're just being badass, literally just walking through the place and obliterating everyone. Mm -hmm. Just to build up to the joke as like, yeah, these were the actual good guys. And they made a whole fucking mess of it now. Like I appreciate when you have action that builds up to a purpose and not just to have action just for action. Yeah. Yes. Like they legit thought that like this was like an enemy camp and then they, they and not only that, they made it, it was okay. horrific. Like blood said, sport. They're, yes, they're utilizing everything Every, they blood, had. Blood sport and peacemaker made it a fucking competition <laughs> of who could kill <laughs> these people the worst. And one of them was like, "Oh, didn't miss. I win." It's like, uh-uh. uh uh-uh. Small sentry detonation pistol. Like Browns, and then fucking the guy Browns. blows up. Yeah. And then, like, one getting killed by, like, the the electricity from the television falling in the bathtub no, that he's in. No, what do you see? The camera's first following Peacemaker, and he does all this shit, and it backtracks over to fucking Bloodsport, and he's fucking just lighting people on fire. Yes. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, like, you're just here just to save someone. You're making a fucking mess out of this whole camp. It was a dick measuring contest. It was. It was. Like, and that's there's all, a lot yeah. of it in this movie between the two. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's when they get towards the end of it, they go, like, Oh, my man let you in here. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, no, we didn't see no one. No, we didn't see no one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, what's oh, no, it called? No. Uh, King Shark coughs up like a shoe or something like that. <laughs> they're like, oh, we, no. We, it's like, why didn't anybody have my men tell me that you were here? We well, didn't we see, see anyone. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't like, see I appreciated the jokes in this, too. Can we also appreciate Flag's uh, understanding that his lifestyle of teams that he's usually paired up with mm. is odd? Yeah. And he kind of just accepts that. Yeah. Yes. Like, even the woman was like, why is that rat waving at me? And she just looks no, back. No, she's like, is that a rat waving at me? And he's like, just, yeah. Just, yeah. He's yeah. like, why? She's like, probably because it's friendly. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I don't know, but fuck he, it. He's just <laughs> like, a Tuesday to me. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> it's probably Tuesday. friendly. I'm like, he, like he not defending it to the point to where it's like, well, it's a talking rat. And it's, but like, he know he's never seen that before in his yeah. life either. But he's probably thinking like, you know what? It's probably friendly. Probably if it's waving, like fucking a. Yeah, I did not think they're gonna kill him off. Mm-mm. No, no, no. Especially like, like it wasn't gruesome, but the fucking just piece of ceramic right into the heart, and then he just slams it. Yeah, yeah. So spoiler alert: yet again, tour getting towards the end. Of course, you're gonna find out that peacemaker John Cena asshole is gonna be the bad guy who was actually, you know, had a second directive mission. Yeah. Because you can't see him coming. Yeah, because every single Suicide Squad iteration needs to have one member who has a secret directive mission by Amanda Waller that will usually backstab everyone else. Usually has it all the time. So him and Rick Flag get into a fucking fisty cups, and then at the end of it, Peacemaker. It, peacemaker one. Yeah. I didn't. I did not like. I did not expect that. No, neither did I. Yeah, that was like a that was a lead main character. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I didn't. Man, there's so much that's okay. This movie threw off a lot of things where like you didn't expect. You actually it. thought it was gonna happen, and then they kind of threw it a curveball. Which to is you. okay when we have a, we personally have a huge problem with like, comic book accuracy mm-hmm. yeah. because whenever they do comic book accuracy, we get Shit. Punisher War Zone. <laughs> yes. That's my main example. You get yeah. that's what you want. That's what you get. Mm-hmm. This time, honestly, this was really close. I was like. To the idea of Suicide Squad, Squad. Or what it is. Yeah, being this is really, really close to it. Really, very basically, close. Yeah. very close. Basically, the comic book background of Suicide Squad 
was near depiction in yeah. this movie. Yeah, near. It was pretty close. It to was that. pretty close. Like all the elements that you get from that was like lots of killing, <laughs> lots of gore, dick measuring contests. A lot of dick measuring contests, and I like the fact that in the even in the very beginning. They just build up like you know uh, Michael Rooker's character, just savant. Like yeah, yeah, you know, he's a badass. He has perfect aim, all that shit, just for him to bitch out in the very beginning. Like I know they <laughs> needed to have a character to show what happens if they don't follow the rules. Yeah, I just didn't expect it just to be him like that. I was like, damn it, the way he was setting it up was <laughs> like. Okay, this guy's gonna be because he even saved Weasel, yeah. Who apparently nobody background checked if he could, he could swim. swim. That show, like, it's like that, that was- alone <laughs> had me just fucking flowing down in the water. Like I feel like, like I said, I feel like James Gunn really studied the first Suicide Squad. What yeah. went wrong? He's like, okay, so no one died, so we need to fix that in the first fucking beginning before we even hit the main mission. We're gonna have someone drown. Yes. Yeah, just to prove the point that yeah, people are dying in this film. I, I do. I have a I have a very strong feeling that him and David uh, Ayer had a a, a sit down, a sit down. They had a sit down, and they talked about it. They had to. I mean, it had a special thanks. Yeah, to, at yeah, the end, yeah, to David Ayer. So even James Gunn, I think, like on his uh, his Instagram, mm-hmm. they was posting. He even put down a hashtag release the I, the Ayer, Ayer cut. cut. Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't see that. I still don't happen. see that happening. No, it's not. It's never gonna happen. Yeah. And if it does, then it's going to be like, what, the same time skip from the first Justice League I'm, movie to I'm, now. I'm worried, though, like, even if we get that, would it still even turn out to be like a good movie or, or so? I don't like, know. It's already tainted. Yeah. It's already tainted. It's already done. Yeah. This movie solidified that it's going to be better. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and no, and no, this movie solidifies that you can make good and fantastic DC films we don't have Warner Brothers fucking hovering yes. over their shoulder mm-hmm. and analyzing every fucking thing they do. Yep. Also, another major thing is they do not reference any other DC other than just one little thing. Yeah, they had two. I mean, they had a reference and a nod. Yes. They had basically the reference to, you no, know, the only reference to the bigger DCEU was Superman, Superman. which yes. was Bloodsport shooting them and putting him in the ICU. Yes. With a kryptonite bullet. Yeah. And then. The only other reference, which it wasn't even reference, it was just nodded off, was just Boomerang, Holly Quinn, and Rick Flag when they first meet up in the beginning. Like, hey, you know, we're used to this kind of stuff. So yeah. everyone also, else is new to this team, but, you know, we're familiar with each other. Um, I mean, like, the, all, the other stuff was they mentioned, like, directly was the Star Labs. Yeah. yeah. That's the other thing. But in the background, it was just hidden, like, uh, what's it, uh, Calendar Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, forgot the other two. The uh, quilt. There's a something quilt. Yeah. Quilt. Uh, there. Quilt man. No, 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 no. no. Uh, it was. Uh, what's her name? Deadly quilt or no? No. Oh no no no! Right I know who. You're... Crazy yes. quilt. Crazy, crazy, crazy quilt right quilt. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy quilt. Let me so, see. Yeah. So yes. the one in Bell So they had like secret characters and Easter eggs in the background, and, yeah. which I liked. That was pretty cool. Something blood or something. The the dude that's all cut up his face. Oh fucking! Uh, they have it here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, man there. yeah double there down. Double are. down. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah, see characters in the background, and I'm sure there's like can something you, hidden, like way deep in the background somewhere. Can we yeah. get a little background check on Double Down? Like, is it, whose villain is he? Double Down. That's the one I'm not to? too familiar with. Or is he just one of those like um, lesser like, villains? Might be like a one-off villain. Yeah, he might be a one-off villain. Let me see here. It says right there, he's uh, he takes his skin off and then he throws it. Otherwise known as Jeremy Toe, Curse of Magical Deck of Cards. It sounds like something along the lines of like I mean, he maybe... might be he might be a Suicide Squad original character. Oh, could so. be, could be. 
that's something like I I, the, I need to go back and re- that's I don't give two shits about the first Suicide Squad, but okay. this film I'm definitely gonna go back and rewatch it because I do want to see like all the stuff I did miss out on it. We're gonna watch it in the uh, was it the 4D? Yeah, do you guys want to do that and see it in 4DX? Dude, I wanna. I do. Yeah. Well, from I, what you guys are telling me, it's like a fucking roller coaster. Dude, it's a it's, it's fucking, a fucking oh yeah. Explain, explain okay. just to audience what 40x is 40. if they don't know. 40. A little okay. off topic, but I'm totally willing to do this. Okay, yeah. we'll do a little off topic one right here while yeah. we research a little bit about the off topic talk. Yeah. Yeah. You need okay. like a little cutaway for that. Yeah. 40, my friends, my audience, <laughs> my friends, my friends. Yeah, okay. I, I think we're on that level. All right, all right, 40. If you're familiar with 4D, like at theme parks, like for instance, like Universal Studios, when they had the 4D Shrek, yeah. when you had your seats move, but they also have effects added to it, which means add wind, lighting, like fog, mist, things like that. Mist, they do that stuff. Okay. Now they apply that to actual cinematic films. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one we saw was last time was uh, Godzilla vs. King Kong. Yes. Oh, so, shit. So the seats No, move no, no, with no. It. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We saw that for uh, King Kong. Um, King of the Mon- or sorry, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yes. Yeah, that's what we saw for. Sorry. Yes. So, for instance, if they're doing like it's a shot where they're flying, it's in the rain. Okay. You get mist uh, sprayed on you. Uh, when he steps, the seat will actually jump up and down, like Ooh. it'll bounce. Um, things like that. When there's heavy wind blowing, they're they're blowing wind at you, and also they add sometimes they add scents. Depends on what scene it is. Like they showed a scene where there's a forest. You actually could smell like the trees, you know, pine shit. Yes. Then they show the ocean. It's like a, a like a salty spray. Then you know they do that with all of them. Now, what's great about 4D is not only the movie but the preview. <laughs> not even, it's a test footage that they show you. You know where like most like IMAX or Atmos theaters, they always have like the tests, you know, to show off the sound case for the yes. systems yeah. and everything. Like I think Dolby has like one where it's like um, it's yeah, it's yeah. like a rainforest, mm-hmm. like a bird, yeah, and then like other shit like that. Well, yes. 4DX, you know, you have to test out the not only the sound systems, yeah. but you got to test out the system for the motion yes. tracking seats. Now, what? if you're not prepared, <laughs> it will knock your fucking shit. <laughs> it will rock you, man. I'm telling you. What kind of shit is this? <laughs> Me and Anthony went, and okay, before this whole thing started, I sat here at the house. Bitching. Bitching and moaning. This thing's going to cost me over $20 to go see a single movie. This better rock my shit. <laughs> I dr- I won't be extremely upset if this thing all does just jolt me back and forth a little bit. It just shakes or vibrates. Mm-hmm. Dude, we sat down. Lo and behold, the first thing. The first thing. thing, it launches the seat forward all the way, force and go, then back. Jesus. Dude, I, we all gripped all the seat. We all gripped the sides and we're just like, launching like, forward. Yeah. Like, fuck. <laughs> shit. Shit. <laughs> Just, and like, we're, like, they and we're gripping the seat, like holding on. They didn't fuck around. <laughs> they the, do not play around. Dude, like the worst part was the helicopter crash scene in King of the Monsters. When that shit was falling down and rocking, oh, those yeah. seats were trying to keep up with the actual motion of a <laughs> rocking, falling helicopter. So we're just like. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the fucked up part too. They have cup holders in these things. Oh, <laughs> shit. I was wondering. Yeah. fucking snacks. Oh, no. They have a standard cup holder it's and a little standard, tray. Oh. A standard tray that doesn't hold shit in yes. there. So, it's so on top of that, fly if, right off. if you want to have a drink, you better hold on to it. <laughs> Do not put it in that cup holder because it will splash you. Oh, yeah. I am definitely down to see this movie again in 40X. Well, yes. shit. Just now I kind of want to see this. Yeah. Yes, uh, but definitely uh, that card dude. Okay. So it was a double down. He is um, Flash enemy. 
Uh-huh. So he's from the Flash, okay. which makes sense since they're trying to do Flashpoint now. Yes. I knew there was going to be something they're going to put in here to I, kind of hit at it. Uh, makes a little more sense. I guess right. he'd be a little bit more of a Flash villain. Yeah. But uh, it's just this movie was it hit so different. It really yeah. hit. The editing style was. I really, really enjoyed the editing style. The music was, Dude, it was, lo- it was not forced. The music was perfect it for just, this. It just casually laid. It laid. It okay, added okay. to the scene. Because it started okay, start with Wholesome Blues, yeah. Johnny Cash playing right in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And compared to the original one, they just showed songs per character. Yeah. And oh, it didn't yeah. feel right. No. It's, uh, they tried to set up a theme song for every person. Yes. Mm-hmm. They had what's called Harley Quinn have uh, You Don't Own Me, and then they had like Bunch of other random ones. Well, the first movie really felt like it was trying to sell soundtrack more than a movie, though. Mm-hmm. The soundtrack was pretty good, though. I'm it was no, good soundtrack. Good soundtrack, but, but it should not done that. You don't you don't sell a movie to yeah. sell a soundtrack. Yeah. This was more. Here's a movie with a great soundtrack to complement it. Yeah. But she did the same exact thing on uh, Guardians. Guardians, of the like I mean, James Gunn knows how to choose the right songs yes. for the right scenes, and he knows perfectly. I mean, that's why I made the joke like. He has like an iPod that has like forty or fifty songs, <laughs> and he's like, "I don't deviate from this shit." <laughs> no, no, I know I think, my songs. <laughs> I think he still has the, in his car. He carries a a packet of CDs still. The A track. Oh my tapes. god! He still has A track. No, uh, he just kept a booklet of CDs. With, oh okay. shit! Just a with CD a custom case. mix. Yeah, a Summer Mix '99. He pops it in there. Yeah, it's just like, a whole bunch of mix CDs. He's like, "All right, let's go figure out a soundtrack for a movie now." <laughs> Now five? Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's what I call hits. <laughs> oh shit, those ones he brings oh, yeah, those, he those. God. I, I would not doubt. I mean, yeah, I would definitely say he probably has those. Also, uh, another thing about him that which we realized like halfway through the movie, mm-hmm. he brought a lot of friends into this one. Oh yes. Yeah. So Taiki Watiti, I did yes. not expect him to show up in this, especially Funny, as yes. the first rat catcher. Yes. yes. So he plays OG rat catcher. Uh, in a very like Taiki-esque like role. Yes. Like I, I like I said, you it really felt like hey, he like James Gunn called him over. It's like, hey, you want to do me a favor? Say, hey, do you want to come in, like about three hours? Just yeah, can you come up like maybe an hour or two? You show up on set, do a few shots, and then you know you're good to go. Be like, yeah, fuck it, you don't even need to pay me. He was he, he was like a, a phone call of like, hey, uh, from one from one dope Marvel director to another that saved like a franchise. Yeah. <laughs> you want to like do a movie with me? <laughs> And he took along with him. What's her face? Uh, um, yeah, so Palm Climentef, who yes. plays um, Mantis from Guardians of the Galaxy. She was one of those dancers in the bar. Oh, yeah. So it's like I, I enjoy his cameos. There, yes. There's what they his cameos are what cameos should be. Yes. Quick mm-hmm. to the point, and then they get the fuck out of there. Yes. So basically, he he's a director that no matter where he goes, he's gonna make a good film. Yeah. He's gonna, he's gonna make a fun film. I, I won't say good. Well, I okay. I enjoy. I enjoyed every piece of like film he's put out there. So I know it's people who have problems, you know, with like Slither. People who have problems with like Brightburn, and I do get like those negative responses for, especially he, Brightburn and stuff like that. He he makes, like I said, entertaining films. Yeah, just, yeah. He's a guy that just knows how to make movies, how to mm-hmm. keep, keep people entertained, mm-hmm. which is what you're supposed to do as a director. Just yeah, entertain. He's a guy who made great films that are going to be referenced as cult classics. Yes. Yes, he, I definitely. He's not the type of director that like has the handkerchief in the breast pocket, the yeah. ascot, the expensive sports coat, and is just mm. like with the old school. And he fucking... has a unique t- 
taste and style to his filmmaking. Yeah. That yeah. is his trade signature, I could say. Mm -hmm. And that's what's really important about that. It's like he has his own trade signature and style that works yes. almost on any picture he touches. Yeah. Well, I mean, what one thing I think one thing I majored like I really noticed mm -hmm. was the comedic timing of the jokes. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to serious moments, we're like just spot he knows. On. He just yeah. They're spot on. It's not like the other Suicide Squad where they just they just cram in jokes. It felt forced, like because that's the problem. Like the first Suicide Squad had a lot of problems because a lot of the jokes did not land because of the editing style and the yeah. pacing mm -hmm. of the film. This film felt breathable. Yeah, mm -hmm. like I said, uh, like you were mentioning earlier, like you know having the studio, you know when they put too many cooks in the uh, in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Essentially, yeah. everybody has their hand in the cooking pot. Everyone wants to do their own thing. Too many cooks. Yeah, there's just too many cooks for this. Uh, you know, it, it it does. You would think it would make more sense to have the director and their team handle it. Yeah. And this was a case that yes, this proves that this should happen, but the studio still goes. You know, well, you know, they do this kind of twisted uh uh mentality where they go. You know, but they go. <sighs> best way to describe it is they do it in a way where they felt they're responsible for what happened. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that lay the seed to the thoughts. Like, they, they're thinking that no matter how good of an actual production team yeah. is putting into a project, they feel like at the end of the day, since it was their distribution, yeah. their money, that it's their work that made it well when they yeah. didn't really do anything no. besides for front a bill. Yes. They're literally the person in the group project that does nothing, mm -hmm. but the group grade Counts as a whole. Yeah. But all they did was come up with a name and they take full credit. They said, no, if it wasn't for me, you guys would have not done Even it. this didn't even come up with a name, though. That was yeah. even James Gunn as a joke. And yeah. it still stuck. Yeah. It, it was a joke. Like, well, fuck it, you know. We'll call it The Suicide Squad. Like, that's yeah. how it was. And it stuck. Like I said, I hope this, this shows other studios that, yes, you can let mm -hmm. them do their own thing and it will yeah. succeed. Trust the process. I say, if you're going to hire a director for his specific take on his style of filming you gotta have faith that their style of filming is gonna what makes it work yes that's the thing that's like, i don't get like them hiring specific directors who already have a wide range of like a nice portfolio of like work that is detail like detailed to their style of filmmaking yeah. and they want to change and fuck the whole thing up but I me mean, even though we just read too mm -hmm. that the studios still had their input by keeping harley quinn alive yeah um I mean, and Peacemaker. Yeah. I mean, definitely, it makes sense for the Peacemaker because, you know, they're trying to get a show based on. I still don't know why Peacemaker show. That, John Cena. I think it's just John just Cena. Just trying to sell John Cena. I would rather accept like an Argus show or something like that. Amanda Waller show, something. Amanda Waller. Then we get just another Suicide Squad. Yeah. Okay, Suicide like, Squad Argus, show. It's like a, a show about Argus, you know, Suicide Squad. Yeah. You know, every yeah. time it's a new iteration. Yeah. I, I would I would accept that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Actually, I think it has to do with John Cena, him getting. Yeah. Him. I mean, yes, it's John Cena, and I feel like this is also just testing the waters because, like I said, HBO really wants to push forward and being the lead people in charge of the DC films and DC universe. I do want that to happen. I feel like they're testing the waters with these lesser-known shows and characters to say, like, hey, people, we have the money and production and the patience and the actual people we're willing to hire to get the shit done right. But didn't they, didn't they already do that with, what's it called, with uh, Titans and, uh, what's the Swamp Thing and the other one? What was it called, the other one? Uh, they, they, they weren't in charge of that, though. No, but I'm saying the idea of doing TV shows, TV live shows, action TV yeah, shows. And 
Uh, and what's it called? The other one, the one with Brendan Fraser. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. Same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still uh, haven't finished the rest of that series. Yeah, still a good show though. That's a good show. Yeah. yeah so I mean, it's they're it trying. Possi- it's po- It's trying. It's possible. I it's guess. A, and I do want that to happen, especially like I said, we see what happens when you allow a director yeah. to do what he wants and get free reigns. Yeah. You, you got an actual good movie. No, no, you get no, no. It's like it, if like you you said. If you get if you hire a director for their style, mm-hmm. yes, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But then again, the studio's always going to have their input. They're always yeah. going to want to put their hands in it, no matter what. Skit small, very few inputs, and that's it. Just say what you want at the end. If you have a goal end in mind, like, hey, you're making this movie, so so-and-so character can have their own show later, or so-and-so something can happen down the line, just give them a brief little outline, and that's it. That's all you got to do. But okay. let them create the story within the parameters of that outline. I think it's because of, man, I really don't want, I'm not going to say the people's names because their names are, are tarnished and I just don't want to be, I don't want to give any, anybody's credit, yeah. but there is a certain producer that is no longer accepted in Hollywood. I think we all know this fat motherfucker. <laughs> oh. oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Everyone knows this, this horrible person. But he was known for putting out good ideas out and fixing up projects and making them money. Do you think because he came back after doing the terrible thing? Probably. Yeah. Probably. But a lot of the projects he did touch, of course, uh, just words. Yeah. Uh, just words, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, roll back. <laughs> roll back. A lot of projects that he had involvement in. Okay. Uh, That's a little better. Did, did make a lot of money, and it's because he did provide. Uh, he did. Put, he had his 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 say in it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes a lot of producers, a lot of studio executives, they sort of do have that mentality as yeah. to where they did it twice. They did it one or two times in the movie. That it works every. It's got to work every time. Yes. No. Sometimes you as a producer aren't even right for this film and you yeah. got to understand sometimes you need to shut up and just front that bill and just back off and like hey someone else is going to make me money yeah yeah that's why i mean uh, that's why we and whenever we hear you know this producer is making this movie mm-hmm. and if we don't like if we know that producer is not good for it we get kind of nervous yeah, we're like, we're like well uh, we don't we don't yeah, know anything no. about it very similar to uh uh how uh how you thought with spiral with, mm-hmm. with chris rock being oh, his executive yeah. producer mm mm-hmm. It's like you, when we haven't seen him do anything other else, than you got to worry than comedy movies. Mm-hmm. Then you're like, okay, I'm a little worried about him handling this, yeah. uh, which makes sense. But if you have a, a director, a producer who's they're known for doing this, they, you know, he like said he did like Kevin Gar- Feige. So it's like something like somebody who you know Kevin Feige was a producer, head yes. producer, someone who's known whose input is actually successful and yeah. useful to the projects they're working on, that it works out. But not everyone is a fucking Kevin Feige. Not yeah. anyone can basically give off input like that and it just fucking works. Yeah, it works perfect. It works. It, you know, we're not going to have... It. You know, we're not going to have fucking uh, Woody Allen <laughs> doing this. No. Uh, no, it's just not going to work. Uh-uh. So sometimes if you hire a director, I mean, director for a project... Mm-hmm. And they're meant for that project, just leave them alone. Yeah, just leave them. Yeah. All right. Uh, any last thoughts? Like any favorite moments, any favorite characters, any favorite scenes that you just really enjoyed from Suicide Squad that you just wanted to let people know, like, hey, you know, this shit was funny. You gotta check this shit out. Like, what are you guys' favorite moments in this? Oh, Polka Dot Man's Oedipus moments. 
Oh, this fucking when Pogodot man sees his mom and everyone. Oh my god, yes. And then he, oh yeah, his so, psychological trauma. Yeah, so in the movie, people, Pokemon, Pokedot man, basically his mom forced him and his siblings to basically try to force superpowers that killed most of them off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His power, stupid enough, is fucking Pokedots, but he has a, such a fucked up mentality from all that experimentation and torture that he can only see everyone else as his mom. Yeah. yeah. The funniest part was when they had to fucking battle Starro, Starro and fucking Aegis Elbow is finally taking command. He's like, Pokedot Man. He's like, what? Look at that. You know what that is? It's your mom. Yeah. And he looks and it's just a giant it's monstrous a giant, form. Yeah, it's a giant, huge form of his And he mom. goes all out. <laughs> Dude, but I'm talking about like every single time they showed him like his point of view, mm-hmm. it's always his mom. It's always his yeah. mom. It when there was a swarm people, it was his mom. They always dance at the club. It was Everyone's his mom. mom. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, man. Uh, I was actually sad they killed him off, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's those weird characters that were useless. You're like, no, like, I like them. Like, he had his moments. Like, I was a superhero then. Smash. Yeah. Smash just gets crushed. Dude, King Shark, though. I thought he was same. fucking dust, like, at least three to four times. Yes. No, dude, it, okay. It's got to be, like, five times. Five times. Where he's like, like, shit, he's dead. Oh, no, yeah, he gets swarmed by those weird fish things. I was like, whoa, that's how King Shark goes out. He's still alive. I was like, okay, fuck. Falls out of that huge-ass building, hits the floor. I was like, okay, he's dead. Wait, he's moving. Nope. Soldiers, like at least 20 or 30 soldiers Just with M16 start fucking lighting him up. Nothing. Nope. This guy nope. is still alive. And then he gets tossed he gets into a building. Tossed into a building. No, but even no, no. before that, he gets crushed. crushed by the building. Oh yeah. And then when he's fighting Starro, he gets tossed into a building, and at the end, he's just like, "Hey guys." Yeah. <laughs> no, that dude's indestructible. Dude, he was fucking a beast in that. Oh yeah, that was. And I, I like I said, the part where he just rips that guy open. That oh, was. Fuck. That was the money shot. That was the money yes. shot. Like when I okay, so when they started going up to Yoenheim. And the, it, the everything started raining. I knew that scene was gonna come. I was like, "Fuck, here it is!" Yep. Like, here is the moment where he's just gonna go ham on that shit. That the whole walking entrance in the rain. Yeah, that was my favorite bit. That was cool. I it's I did not think I, I was gonna like the blown out whiteness. I dug. The I dug it. Yeah, I dug actually, it. Yeah, I just didn't think I was gonna like that. The, I was very surprised. That was a nice stylistic choice. It was just I've never seen that. Yeah, I've seen Honestly, walking in the rain, badass. Mm-hmm. But I've never seen walking like, in the rain like with a blown, blown out, out white. white. I, honestly, I okay, this might be me looking do, too deep into it. Yeah. But I thought it was more like the last, the last peaceful moment they're gonna have. Yeah. Oh so yeah. It could true. be that the symbolism is just like, this is just their pure peace. Yeah. yeah. Like this is like the calm. Yes. Of like what they're gonna about to have. Uh, I was like, fuck, man. But yeah, I dug that. That was really nice. They had a, they had a few moments where they're all lined up to get those hero shots. Yeah, yeah but that one specifically, yeah. though. Like the first one with the American flag in the background. That was, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. like I said, I don't know if that was designed for the trailer or it's just James Gunn doing his superhero thing. Well, I, I felt like there was a lot of small concepts about talking about like American involvement in foreign nations. Yes. It felt like there was a lot of small, like pseudo like concepts in this film about that. Mm-hmm. Like I- topic pieces that I probably like. So I want to rewatch this film to really get a lot of the key concepts and background characters. I mean, down. it did feel all, like a lot of what's called the CIA stuff. CIA, mm-hmm. you know, Bay of yep. Pigs, that shit. Yes. It feels a lot like that. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, I feel like, I mean, 
if we probably were to look at it, I feel like there was some inspiration behind that. So, yeah. yeah. But that's something I, I, I really did like. I really did enjoy that kind of stuff. And it, it was nice that it was also just standalone-ish. So, you know, just put him in Corto Maltese, get him away from all the Batman, get him away from all the Superman mm-hmm. shit. Just give these characters their own story in this other country. Yeah. And yeah. it worked. It worked. Yeah, no, it works. It works great. And I liked it. Uh, dude, uh, also another thing I did like mm-hmm. is Starro's uh, Last Words. Oh, yeah. It just oh, hit yeah, hard again. Yeah. That was sad. That, that really, that was sad. Because you really think about it. He was just floating in space. He gets basically brought on board onto a U.S. ship. And then experimented on for 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. And all he said was, I was staring. I like staring at the stars. Yeah. Like, I, was I was like, happy. I was happy I- in space floating, staring at the stars. Yeah. Like that was his last line. I was like, fuck, that's sad. He's like, yeah, that yeah. was, that was a heartbreaker. Mm-hmm. And then fucking finger got fucking torn up. Oh yeah. No, he, he got squ- He got squished. Well, he got ripped off. Like his arm and leg got Lily, yeah, torn off by Starro and just smashed against the fucking window. That he just he turned to pulp. He turned into straight pulp. Did, so did he fuck it? Technically, technically, yeah, because they all share a consciousness. Well, because all those little things, it's just basically yeah, one consciousness. All the little stars that you know suck onto people's faces. Yeah, it goes back to the big Starro consciousness. But it's a hive mind. It, it said it violated him. Okay, who, did the zombie say that he had his way with me, or did he say it himself? I had his way. No, with it me. said it had its way with me. Yeah, so okay, yeah, so he fucked up those, I guess. And I was like, did he fuck like one of the zombified people or did he fuck the giant starfish? No, he no. fucked the, one of the zombified the people. The zombified people, but they're hive minds. So. They're hive minds. So, so it's in all, a way, it's all going back to the consciousness of, yeah, yeah. Stara. So in a way, yes. Yes, he did. He fucked it. He fucked it. Yes. He fucked it. And- Which I don't know why we're surprised because they talked about he likes hanging out at whorehouses. Oh, yeah. That's his thing. Yeah. I'm like, all right. I mean, they go to that one club where supposedly he shows up there every night. That's weird. But still, it's still weird. Like that guy. Yes. That, and he was like, eh. yeah, I mean, look at him. Yeah. I mean, look at, him. look at him. They even looked at him after he, after it said it. Yeah. And it was like, he violated me. You look at him. He's You're just like, like eh. yeah. I'm like, you that fucking dick. Makes sense with him. <laughs> I don't know. But anything you like, Mike? Anything you want to say? That was pretty much it. Yeah. That was. Yeah. I mean, the, what, the whole. Out of ten, what do you guys give this movie? Seven. Seven? Yeah. What about you, Mike? I'd give it a strong nine point five. Oof. Damn, yeah. that's a that's a huge that's increase. Huge. That's a huge, huge increase, shit. Compared f- to Suicide, the first one? Oh yeah. my god. No, yes. well, yeah. What do you give Suicide Squad the first one? I gave it a zero. Zero, straight yeah. zero. Just a straight zero. So you're going Hated from a zero it. to a nine point five. Like I said, it's the it's the smart kid mm-hmm. that knew he could do well. And purposely got a zero percent <laughs> on his essay. Yeah, that's that's harsh, dude. That's, that is harsh. Man. I, I mean, I would give it like a solid like four. Yeah, I would give like the first one like at least a four, but this one I'll give it yeah. like an eight point five. Don't 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 give it that petty. Don't give, don't give <laughs> first Suicide Squad petty. that petty number. Dude, don't that give Jared it that. that that's a charity number. That's like, oh hey, what's that clip? I'm like, oh hey guys, Black Widow, what can you do? Well, I can kick. Oh wow, everybody raise their hand who can kick, and the Hulk doesn't raise his in. It's like, stop, stop being, being nice. Place. And he's like, sorry. <laughs> he raises his hand. Don't be nice. It sucked. It was terrible. It suck, but there's it, it did suck, but it had stuff moments. about it. It had a moment or two in there. No. Nope. Yeah. None. That Jared Little moment, just that. <laughs> it's that Jared Little moment that gives it the zero. <laughs> Is that why you like this one so much better? Because there's no Jared Leto? If Jared Little wasn't in the first one, it'd be a one. 
that itself would be a huge upgrade. <laughs> but the fact that Jared Leto was not in this movie gave it a huge 9.5 to me out of 10. Uh, all right, so I give this one a 8.5. I, I, I liked it. It was a really solid film. Was I was inter- like from the very beginning, I was entertained. Yeah, no, I was, it was all good. And they knew how to set this up, especially wiping out the first squad yes i was like I said, shit and then immediately amanda waller's like all right how are you doing team b i was like oh it's gonna be one of those movies yeah. <laughs> i said great story mm-hmm. great acting uh comedic pers- timing was great mm-hmm. soundtrack fantastic oh yeah uh and other the technical stuff like color the color, color the light yeah. like the font the visual effects the, font the font and the text oh and dude the fonts dude that was that was that was nice that dude, was nice I actually I like the fact we says operation uh oh yeah it was operation uh Jotunheim yeah. and then they're like no we gotta do something first so and then removed it and it was like Operation Harley yeah. yeah I was like I liked the shit that they did yeah. with that they did fun. the optical illusion where it says. The, where it mentioned the town's name mm-hmm. and it moved upwards and it showed like it was antennas, bolts. Just even some yeah. of the camera works, like the fight between Rick Flag and Peacemaker when it was first just showing for the perspective of the helmet. Yes. I was like, that's, yeah. inter- that's a nice, interesting choice. I was like, yes. I, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I said, said, there was really nice editing styles that I expected from the first one we did not get, but yeah. we finally got in this one. Yeah. Like so, I like I said, actually, no, I'll, I'll put my rating 7.5. 7.5? All yeah. right. All right. Like I said, the smart kid <laughs> that had the potential to do a hundred percent. Yeah, so definitely I'll say this. Like I said, we probably will see this one in 4DX in theaters because yeah. I will say this is something that would definitely be nice for a theater experience. This is the first movie of the since everything. Yeah. yeah. To where I'm genuinely excited to be like, this is a movie where I would be excited to go see in the movie. Theater. Oh yeah, yeah, like definitely, yes, definitely, absolutely. In a movie theater. Yeah. All right. Well. That is a good place to cut this off. Uh, We want to thank everyone for listening to tonight's podcast. I'm curious about your thoughts on tonight's topics. Did you like Suicide Squad? Did you like the first one better? Let us know in the comments below if you're watching this on our Next Journey YouTube channel. If not, we'll be putting this up on an open forum on our website at www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash the red band podcast for our listeners to listen to uh, for all listeners to discuss episode topics and various other film related news we put up episodes out every friday for audio listeners you can find the red band podcast on itunes amazon music spotify and of course our website which i'll say again www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash the red band podcast before we sign out mm-hmm. i want to also mention as well hey we also have a patreon account yes we okay. do yes, we and listen i understand everyone's like hey subscribe subscribe to this subscribe to that if you subscribe awesome you know why because when you subscribe it allows us to create more content like this for you because keep in mind a couple dollars here and there cool more money more content more happy for everybody so if you have a couple bucks to be able to subscribe that'd be awesome you have anybody else who might be interested maybe give give us a holler about them you know but ultimately we want to be able to make more content for you so please subscribe to our patreon account so we can be able to provide you with more entertainment you heard it from mike so please like and subscribe and we'll see you next time later taters